Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Trump attempts to go scorched earth on Iowa's governor. A sitting member of the United States Congress is actually comparing the West Bank to the Jim Crow South, except for he never actually lived through or experienced that Jim Crow South. But hey, who needs, you know, honesty and the truth? Also, Christmas is bigotry, according to the Canadian Human Rights Commission. Oh, and how about we stop backing down from celebrating Thanksgiving here in America? I've also got the best response I've ever seen to the good old you only believe in no abortions because of religion argument. And somebody finally is asking really important questions of the Gaza death tolls. I'm Andrew Coppins, and welcome in to the best and worst takes of a short but still insane week right here on Critical Thinking. Yes, that's right, folks. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to each and every single one of you. Of course, I am grateful that you are watching, whether that's on Rumble or on X. You can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or you can follow me on X at The Coppins Show. You can always download, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And judging by the numbers, the vast majority of you enjoy the Apple Podcasts. So give us that five-star review literally downloading and giving us a review, the things that take like five seconds at best, those things actually help our show grow. So if you want to do something for us on the holidays or over the holiday, that's the simple gift that we ask of you. We are so very grateful for the growing community that we have been able to build here. Obviously, I'm doing a lot of things Uh, by myself, but Pat is still there helping behind the scenes to help uh, put the show together and and do the things that he can do. Uh, Fatherhood is treating him well, so grateful for a healthy and happy growing family in the Oni household. I know there's a lot to be grateful for, but you know the drill by now. End of the week means best and worst takes of the week, and well, it's Thanksgiving, so of course Thanksgiving and the holidays are going to feature prominently in all of this. But we have to start with 
what we always do, the worst takes of the week. That's right, folks. Up number one is a take that I mentioned up front, that Christmas is bigotry according to the Canadian Human Rights Commission. No, 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 seriously. This is a headline from True North. Human Rights Commission claims Christmas is intolerant and discriminatory. That's right. Christmas is intolerant and discriminatory. Say what? Um, intolerant? Um, do you understand the reason for the season? Do you get it? But, but why might it be bigotry, intolerance, discriminatory? What, just why from the Canadian Human Rights Commission? Well, um, they go on to say the following. Entitled Discussion Paper on Religious Intolerance, the paper claims that because, quote, statutory holidays related to Christianity, including Christmas and Easter, are the only Canadian statutory holidays linked to religious holy days, they are therefore discriminatory. The CHRC argues that that this is the case because, quote, non-Christians may need to request special accommodations to observe their holy days and other times of the year where their religion requires them to abstain from work, unquote. Um, say what? Just, just, just say what? You, you do understand that number one, nobody gets an extra day off for Easter per se. They might get good Friday off, but that is not a nationally recognized holiday. As far as I know in Canadian land, more important than that. Pretty dang sure there are a lot more religious holidays within Christianity, more specifically within the Catholic faith that is a large part of Canada and other parts of Christian faith that play out that require quote-unquote special accommodations. What you choose to do with that time off that is given to you by quote-unquote statutory means that is up to you if you are a non-practicing Christian or if you are a non-Christian. Do you have to celebrate Christmas? No. Just absolutely no. That's the reality here. But they go further than that to tell us the following. According to the federal human rights body, Canada has a long history of religious intolerance, which is, quote, deeply rooted in our identity as a settler colonial state. This legacy has led the system in Canada being, quote, constructed in a way that places value on certain traits or identities to the exclusion of others. For example, white, male, Christian, English-speaking, thin-slash-fit, not having a disability, heterosexual, gender-conforming. And there you have it. See, this is all about woke. This is all about the oppressor versus the oppressed and all of the stuff that we've talked about. This is just gobbledygook bull crap. Just bull crap. What exactly would you recommend here? 
just just asking. Now, they also go further telling us that as for microaggressions, excuse me, microaggressions in the workplace, the paper cites, quote, scheduling team meetings on Jewish or Muslim holy days. As an example, um, guess what I have to do if I want to go to church on Ash Wednesday, one of the most holy, solemn days, one of the days of religious obligation within the Catholic Church. What do I have to do? I have to get an accommodation from work or work around my work schedule, at least when I had a schedule every single day. Um. Oh, and then there was a team meeting that was going to be scheduled right when I needed to go and attend Mass because it's an obligation of mine as a practicing Catholic? Say what? This is just absolute trash coming from Canada. Now, speaking of trash and foreign policy, how about we... Check out this from fire alarm polling U.S. Congressman Jamal Bowman or Jamal Bowman. Even before I went to the West Bank on my own, well, not on my own, but with J Street, I spoke to Israeli and Palestinian scholars uh, over the phone just to learn more about it. And one of them, I forget his name, uh, told me that we're at the civil rights era moment here in the West Bank. This is like Jim Crow. And when I heard Ta-Nehisi Coe say that, I, I, I felt what he was saying because although I didn't live during Jim Crow, the Jim Crow South, I read about it. And when I went there, it felt that way. It felt suffocating. It felt stifling. It felt immobile. And again, for me as a sitting member of Congress who has voted in support of the Iron Dome, right? So I felt what he, what he was talking about. Ta-Nehisi Coates, you might not know who that is. Just think of him as a worse version of Ibrahim X. Kendi. Just just the worst of the race pimps and BS artists in America and in American academia. That's who that is. But notice how they are trying to continue to tie the threads of, of racial oppression here. Notice how this is the case. We've talked about this ad nauseum. These are birds of the same feather, and it actually has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with a shared belief in at least socialism, if not directly communism, for most of these people. Now, Jamal Bowman is one of the most outspoken DSA members in Congress. They just use the Democratic Party. And we have talked about this time and time again. Real fascists, real socialists have used this playbook time and time again throughout the 20th century, throughout late 19th century history. They use the government from within to do what? To take total control and then do what with it? This has absolutely nothing to do with race. This is just race pimpery, sure. But this is an attempt to use it as a cudgel for the furtherance of socialist goals. 
Okay? This is awful. That's a terrible take. This is just like the Jim Crow. No. No. How about just no? Because the government of the West Bank segregates its own population. The government of Gaza traps its own population. The government of the West Bank does the same. And it would like to wipe Israel off the map. There's quite literally nothing about this that is anywhere near similar, period, point blank. You also have to understand the history of the Middle East to understand that Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Qatar, UAE, Iraq, Jordan, Syria, da 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 we could go on and on and on, are literally just made-up places on the map that have changed via conquest inside and outside of Arabia, uh, different people and different tribes getting land and beating people in war or European colonization happening and thus arbitrary borders being drawn up that never actually existed prior to this. War and conquest, war and conquest, war and conquest, changing this and changing that. They don't want to deal with that part of history at all to tell you that these are not some monolithic people, to tell you that these things haven't just existed forever, y'all, as if uh, pure Jordanian people or pure Syrian people or pure Saudi or pure Yemenites and this and that. No. It's all arbitrary over there. It has been for the vast majority of Western history, if you will, and how we look at that area. It's been very tribal by its nature, basically since the time of Muhammad. That's also a reality. A lot of them separate themselves based off of religious belief systems, having nothing, and religious tribalism, having nothing to do with race per se. The thread that is being attempted by Western academia, more specifically the racial academia crowd here in America and in Western Europe, is all in an attempt to gain socialist power. It has nothing to do with them actually believing in some sort of racial oppression. This is a useful idiot scenario at play. They are attempting to take a crisis, to take a opportunity and pounce on it for socialism's sake. Don't buy it for one damn second. Now, from fire pulling to fire starting, or at least attempting to start a fire, is Donald Trump versus Kim Reynolds in Iowa. Kim Reynolds of Iowa has gone from a popular governor to the most unpopular governor in the entire United States of America. Not an easy feat. Her endorsement of Rhonda Sanctimonious, who is 50 points down to me in the polls, has given him exactly zero bounce. He's a wounded bird falling violently from the sky. 
I wonder what position Kim was promised in order to back someone who is so far down in the polls. I got Iowa first in the nation, ethanol security, and $28 billion for our great farmers in Iowa and Nebraska and Wisconsin and many other farming areas of our country. $28 billion for the farmers. I also protected Social Security and Medicare. De Sanctimonious and Nikki Haley did absolutely nothing. Make America great again. This is just dishonest BS, and this is a situation that has been coordinated over the past couple of weeks. Now, here's the rub, okay? Part of this is actually true, okay? But it actually depends on what you're talking about. So the Des Moines Register, not exactly a bastion of conservatism, shall we say. In fact, I would say it's arguably one of the most hacktastic places and most hacktastic newspapers in this entire country, okay? So they even point out, Trump's mention of Reynolds' popularity appears to be a reference to a recent morning consult poll surveying the approval ratings of every U.S. governor, senator, and President Joe Biden. Reynolds sported the, quote-unquote, highest disapproval rating of any U.S. governor at 47%. Now, the Iowa poll in August, found that Kim Reynolds remains popular among Republicans in the state with 81% viewing her favorably. So within the Republican majority that exists within the state, 81%. Somebody want to tell Donald Trump his popularity is only 65% by... um, 65%. Now, Kim Reynolds has a great... Uh, rebuttal to all this and saying, it's not about me, it's about our country. At Ron DeSantis follows through on his promises, can serve eight years and has a winning record, all of which is true, by the way. He is the most effective leader I have ever seen. I would say that as well because he took control of the bureaucracy of the state and just literally like a battering ram to a front door, just busted it down, and said, yeah, no, we're not doing this, and I'm taking control. I'm putting people who are going to actually lead in these positions, Joseph Latipo being the best example of this, taking over as um, the head of the health department or whatever in the state of Florida, okay? Kim Reynolds is also one of the most popular, if not the most popular governor, Republican governor, In the history, lest we also forget this, much like the bully pulpit that Ron DeSantis has been able to use in Florida, Kim Reynolds, who wanted school choice reform to get more school choice into the state of Iowa, literally primaried six members, including including the head of the commission or the whatever you want to call it within the state of Iowa's legislature, the the people that were in charge, the committee, the commission, whatever, in charge of education. She literally took the sitting chair of that committee, primarying his ass, and won. All six of them, replacing them with people who were fervent school choice supporters, passing school choice in this past year. 
that's leadership. That is saying, nah, we're not going to pussyfoot around these issues. We're not going to play games. We're not going to accept people. This is something that I have as a priority, and I told the people of Iowa I was going to do, and I'm going to do it. And if you get in my way, I'm not just going to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to be involved, and I'm going to make sure you lose. That's a bet. And she went all in in her state and won every single one of those bets. Every one of them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Much like somebody else named Ron DeSantis, who has a history of winning, Unlike Donald Trump, who has a massive track record of losing. Let's see, Mehmet Oz. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what's her name from Arizona? Hmm. I could go on. Oh, the, that's right. Georgia. And now they've got two, not one, but two Democratic senators from the state of Georgia. Uh, Herschel Walker. <clears throat> I could go on and on and on. On all the losses of quote-unquote endorsed candidates. This is some of the most dishonest BS I have ever heard. And furthermore, can we deal with this ethanol situation real quick? Because this is not a point of pride, and it shouldn't be a point of pride. The ethanol subsidies are part of the problem when it comes to our agriculture, along with all of the importation of beef and and all of the regulatory BS that has gone on in which we only basically have four meat processors in this entire country, four of them, four companies basically run our entire meat processing. You can't localize most of it anymore. It is really difficult to do it. You can't individually package stuff like you thought you could because of federal regulation. We are subsidizing people to produce stuff and destroy it in this country. The farm subsidies, look, I get it. It quote-unquote plays well in Iowa, except for it's not. Because by almost every single poll in the state of Iowa, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are by far and away equal to each other when you talk about first and second choice, which is massively important in a caucus state. This is all dumb. That is an absolute asinine, terrible take from top to bottom by Donald Trump. I, I, I just can't even with some of that. 
Now, folks, before we get into our best takes of the week, now is a great time to remind you that you can go to our fine friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. You can enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout. Get 10% off of your purchase. Right now, they have their Black Friday sale going on. You can get 20% off um, site-wide. That's right, 20% off site-wide, 10% off of the gift boxes, and 60% off of Roaster's Choice for your first month. That's right, your first month of their Roaster's Choice subscription program. You can get 60% off, and then the additional 10% off when you use the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, where they care about great coffee, small batch roasted, fresh for you, and not your politics, their politics, or any politics in between. Refreshing coffee and a refreshing view on what coffee should be about. So, coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the pro- promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout. But with that, folks, it is a great time for us to go ahead. I also forgot about this. I, I, I need to put these together before I do this because I do have one other take um, on the worst side. But... Um, We're going to go to the best takes because actually the two are tied together. There's a best take tied to this worst take. But it's time for best takes. All right. So I want to give you the worst take. Actually, I'm going to give you the best take and the worst take because they're tied together. But here's the worst take, actually. Let's start there. Uh, Sorry to do this on the fly. With you, but um, here's the worst take from Stephen Mile or Steve Miley's or Millie's at Stephen P. Miles or Millie's on X. Fun fact to believe abortion is murder, one must possess a belief that a human life begins at conception, not with a first breath. And either way, that is, wait for it, a religious claim. Now, he was replying to a take that I think is absolutely the best take, and this comes from Father Matthew P. Schneider. Reducing abortion to simply a religious belief you don't impose is both incorrect and contrary to Catholicism. That is 100% true, by the way, but he continues. The reasons against abortion are not primarily religious, natural law, and the intrinsic dignity of every person means murder should always be illegal, independent of age. So, that's 100% true. You can be absolutely pro-life having no religious belief. Why? Because it's very simple. Do you believe that every life has value? Do you believe that murder is bad? There you go. Now, you can argue uh, about what is a life, what is this or that. Okay, that's fine. But can we agree that murder is murder and murdering a child, whether they're taking their first breath or that they are growing inside the the mother's womb, is murder? I I, I just... This is the same argument that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago where this guy was challenging a pro-life advocate and the pro-life advocate simply threw out, when is it okay? Is it okay three weeks, three days, three minutes, three years, 13 years, 30 years down the road to murder your child because you just don't want it anymore? What, where's the stopping point 
for your ability to kill. Where is it? Does it does it end when the the head is crowning out of the womb? Or does it end prior to that when we know that the baby is developing and and is taking breath inside the mother's womb? By the way, that's that does happen. Or that it's developing lungs or that it is just simply a human life. And the response was, oh, I I don't know when I would say that that's an okay line, basically. This is the same argument. You do not have to be religious to hold, whether that's a natural law position or elsewise, that murder is bad. Murder is not good. But yes, it is true that that code, that morality, does come from a deeply held religious belief. But folks, here's the rub. There's not a single religion in the world that is pro-murder except for Satanism. And that is not really a religion, in my view. That is a rejection of religious belief, in my view. But there's quite literally no other than pro-death religions, and they're not really religions at that, that point in my view, like I said, none. Hinduism, Buddhism, Catholicism, the other Protestant Christian sects, um, the Orthodox Church, Judaism, Muslim belief that believes that murder is a moral good, although you could make an argument that some portions of the Muslim religion, especially if you read the Quran, actually advocate for murder as a as a good for deterring sin, if you will. Now, not to get into a theological debate, the point of the matter is simply this. That's a great take. You do not have to be a religious person only to understand that murder is bad for society, for the individual that's being murdered. Just that simple. And yet we have people literally advocating for said murder. All right. Now, I think we have to move forward here to a question about the well, now, what, four-day paused? Because we're going to get, I think it's something like 40 of the hostages being released or something of that nature. Um, I forget the total number because it just happened overnight. But uh, anyway, we're still being told by the left that, oh, my God, the absolute insanity of the number of people killed by Israel in, in the defense of the people who were literally slaughtered at the hands of Hamas in Gaza. Well, we have to believe all of the Gaza Health Ministry information. Well, here's a very important question that's being not asked, but should be asked. And this is a great take on the Gaza situation. And this comes from Hen Mazag, or Mazig on Twitter, on X, excuse me. The number of casualties from Gaza is truly horrifying, but the Gaza Health Ministry has never mentioned any Hamas terrorist among the casualties they've reported throughout this war. This begs the question, do Hamas terrorists turn into beautiful little butterflies that fly away after being killed, 
Or is the international media unable to ask the most basic critical question when reporting Hamas's lies? Why aren't Hamas terrorist deaths being reported as such? I think we all know the answer to that because to answer that would be to actually tell us that there are Hamas terrorists dying and they can't. That's not about telling the truth. This is not about health or any of that. This is simple propaganda. This is absolute trash from Hamas and from the government in the Gaza Strip. The reality is that hundreds, probably thousands of Hamas terrorists, because anybody who actually takes up arms in defense of Hamas is an absolute terrorist. We just witnessed it on October 7th, 2023. I don't know what to tell you when it comes to this, other than this is an important question. What? How many Hamas terrorists are in the thousands or tens of thousands that have been killed because shouldn't you separate those out just as we've talked about garbage data in garbage data out when it comes to covid and it is important to understand with and from covid right those are two very important distinctions but from the get-go we couldn't get that information but we should be able to get the information of how many how many of the known hamas terrorists oh wait to do so would would suggest that you have a fighting force and Oh, you, you, you can't admit to that. Hmm. And also the international media should be demanding that of you, but they're not actually in pursuit of the truth. Most of them are just there to do left-wing propaganda as they've been doing for decades at this point. But I wanted to end this week's show on what I think is the best take I have ever seen when it comes to the realities of Thanksgiving when it comes to the reality of what I call the romanticizing by the left, especially of the quote unquote indigenous population of America and North America or whatever. The left has done a great job of romanticizing and caricaturizing whom these people were and are and have been. We have this idea that they're just these peaceful, nature-loving, you know, just monolithic people. And that is utterly not true. And I've talked about this for a very long time on this program. For instance, we know of only one tribe, one tribe, in the history of America who have never been at war, whether that's with other tribes or with the U.S. government. And it's the Menominee tribe in northeast Wisconsin. In fact, the Oneida tribe that exists in northeast Wisconsin exists simply because the Menominee gave up some of their tribal land so that they could move from New York to northeast Wisconsin. But... I'm going to let Matt Walsh tell you this about Thanksgiving and standing up and celebrating what is an important holiday in American history. First of all, it's true that the traditional story of Thanksgiving that they used to tell young children in school decades ago is simplistic. And there's probably a certain element of legend to it. 
Every country has its legends. Every country has its foundational myths. Uh, there, is, there is nothing sinister about that. Stories are passed down through the generations. Details are lost over time. Sometimes details are added, um, all to preserve the central theme or message in the story. Every culture has its legends. And really, our understanding of all historical events from centuries ago is, at the very least, incomplete. We don't have camera footage to review. So we can uh, only go by what people involved said happened or what people who talked to people involved said happened. So none of this is revelatory. We all understand this. Okay, so every time they, they, they say, well, did you know, you know what they told you in second grade about Thanksgiving? Did you know that wasn't the whole story? Of course it's not the whole story, you idiot. It was in second grade. I, I assume it wasn't the whole story. None of that changes the basic meaning of Thanksgiving or undermines or debunks the basic central story of Thanksgiving. Besides, the old simplistic story of the holiday has now been replaced with a new simplistic story. In the new simplistic version, the native tribes were all a bunch of peaceful, tree-hugging hippies in tune with the earth and nature, singing Kumbaya when they were viciously slaughtered by the white man. The actual truth is that the native tribes were in a constant state of war long before any white man set foot on these shores. Violence was an integral part of so-called indigenous culture, all indigenous cultures, because it was not just one culture. Okay, these were, these were disparate tribes stretched out all over the hemisphere, and violence was an integral part of all of them, no exceptions. As for their contact with European settlers, sometimes the contact was peaceful on both sides. On some occasions, the settlers committed atrocities. On some occasions, the Indians committed atrocities. On some occasions, the atrocities on either side were basically unprovoked. On plenty of occasions, there was mutual combat between the two sides. Um, the Pequot people mentioned in that last video were not helpless victims. They were at war with the colonists. They lost the war. They were conquered. Such is the way of history. Such is the law of conquest, which the Pequot, like all Indians, well understood. They had done plenty of conquering themselves. In fact, and this was a very common occurrence, the colonists had Indian allies in their fight against the Pequot. And the tribes allied with the colonists were the ones that the Pequot had previously conquered and slaughtered. And so they were a little bit miffed at the Pequot. Of course, the Native American dude up on stage for the day of mourning festivities, um, or any of the, the rest of them, they don't mention any of this. They never do. They never acknowledge even one of the many, many, many countless instances of Indian tribes inflicting horrific, savage violence on innocent colonists, including women and children, and on each other. They never acknowledge it because they don't want you to realize that this land was not stolen. It was conquered fair and square. The previous conquerors of this land were then themselves conquered. That's the way it goes. 100% accurate. It turns out that uh, the indigenous First Nation, whatever wokeism uh, definition or term you would like to use for the Native American population, the Indian population of this country, is that their history is just as complicated, just as, as nasty, brutal, savage, as the history of Western Europe. And that conquest and 
savagery and enslavement and everything that you think of that you want to put on Western people towards the Native American population happened within those different disparate groups that make up this monolith that the left has a caricature for the American population today. That's reality. Reality is that it was messy. Reality is that uh, there were there were peaceful tribes. There were warlike tribes. There were tribes who, in Christopher Columbus's time, were cannibalizing other tribes. They're not a monolith. Just like people from Western Europe were not monolithic, by the way. But that's why you get the difference of Jamestown and the Plymouth Colony, which became Massachusetts Bay Colony later, yada, yada, yada. Take a look at the differences and how they governed and, and what they were about. It matters. The, these two people were diametrically opposed, and it's why Jamestown didn't survive and why Plymouth survived. So there's nothing to apologize for. There's nothing to be sorry for. And in fact, we should be celebrating the fact that Native American and and Western European, the pilgrim settlers, were able to peacefully coexist for quite some time and help each other learn from each other's cultures. Lest we also forget that, wait for it, one of the individuals on the Indian side, hmm, happened to speak English. How, how pray tell, did that happen? Oh, um, he previously was a slave to, oh, wow, and then spent time in London and learned English that way, went back to his people, and then was able to help... How did that happen if this is all monolithic, just we just savaged and, and conquered these people without them knowing what's going on and, and, and the character of them being the whole hum, useful idiot, Native American caricature that the left is portraying in America? Turns out that they were actually not as as the left would like you to believe, and some of them had exposure to Western culture for a very long time by the time the pilgrims came to America. Point in all of this is that there's nothing to be sorry for, a lot to be thankful for, to be grateful for, and history is better because of Thanksgiving, not in spite of Thanksgiving. With that, folks, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving I'm hoping my Green Bay Packers can pull out a victory over the Lions, keep these very slim playoff hopes alive, lest you know you think I'm delusional. Literally, the Green Bay Packers are sitting in eighth place. Um, now, I don't believe that they're going to end up making a run to the playoffs. I think that's a fool's thought, but they still have slim playoff hopes alive. I hope you guys all have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you consider serving others throughout this holiday season. As always, please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals. And as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.